twist. I think, I think, well, listen, twist. Mark, listen, hold on. When I say, would you have caffeine today? What the hell is that up to How much coffee did you drink before the show? Listen, you can't polish a sneaker, right? <laughs> throw, throw tomatoes at me, do whatever you're going to do. Welcome in to Corso and Catone this second day of February 2021. And I'm joined as always by Mark Catone and your calls, 855-313-PATS, 855-313-7287. And Joe Guarneri, our producer director, is joining us as always as well. He's got us up on YouTube live. Live chat is open, so chat in, call in. We want to hear from you uh, tonight. A lot of things to talk about, a lot of things to go over. And Mark, listen, we're going to start off with, uh, you know, as I promised last week, we're going to talk about Celtics. We got we got caught up in the NFL, but guess what, Mark? We're going to get caught up again tonight. We're, we're going to get caught up in the NFL tonight again because there's so much happening as it relates to the Patriots and that whole, you know, for some reason, they just seem to be in the center of all this minutia that goes on in the NFL daily. So we'll get into that. But, Mark, first, the Celtics. Listen, you know, with regard to the Celtics, look, they, they're doing well. I mean, they're playing well right now. Um, but the biggest question, you know, look at uh, – break down that, that game against the Lakers, okay? And it's just a perfect example. The other night they played the Lakers. They lost by one. I think it was 96 and 95. And they had a chance – you know, they had a chance at the end to, um, to win the game. And, you know – at that point, Kemba was uh, Kemba Walker was one for eleven. Okay, now he got a good look. It was a good look. It's a it's a it's a it's a basket he should make, and, and then Tysh you know needs to put back the the follow you know the putback. But Mark, should he be um, should he be taking that shot? Well, when you got Tatum and Brown, and all we all I you hear about is how Tatum and Brown are gonna you know carry this team to a championship someday. Well, you would think it would be Tatum or Brown taking the shot, right? Not not him, even though he had a good look, Chris. He's supposed to hit that. You know, he's supposedly part of this new big three. He's supposed to be the third cog in the wheel, but he hasn't shown it. I know he's been hurt. We got to see if he starts to show something because you're not going to win anything with just Tatum and Brown. You need other pieces to come in here. So Ainge at some point is going to have to make some kind of a decision about this roster. But the way it's constructed presently, especially with with the three guys Brooklyn's got now, there's no way you're coming out of the East, Chris. Well, okay. Look, so in that situation, right? You know, you're down. You're down to the end of the game. Seconds left. They they did have a. I believe they did have a timeout. So. Should Stevens have called a timeout there to get to get a play together to get the ball in Tatum or Brown's hand? I don't know. I think it was, what did, if I remember correctly, didn't they steal the ball, or they 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 knocked the ball away from somebody, and that's how they ended up getting it and running going down the court with it. I mean, I think he probably assumed it was in the flow of the game, maybe, and he didn't want to call a timeout because you know they were under ten seconds. Okay, so if you I say don't, they, I don't if, know, I mean, I guess. if you say they were on a break. I okay, think if you say it was not a break, a break, but it was like a semi type of a thing. I thought they pushed, they they, they knocked the ball loose on, on their side of the court, right, but, but it took them to the other end. But once you, you know, but to me, once you, it doesn't turn into a break. I mean, he called the timeout then too. He, you know, well, I mean, you see, you see coaches do that plenty of times where they get into their offense a little bit. 
then they called a timeout just to, you know, just to disagree. They don't like what's going on and what they see. And, and, and it was a little herky-jerky. I mean, Tate, Brown did have the ball in his hands for a second, yeah, and yeah. the ball was kind of moving around and flowing around a little bit. And to me, there was enough time on the clock to be able to say, okay, let's get the timeout, let's get an inbounds play, and let's set something up for, a, 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 you know, a dual a dual situation, you know, a, a two-play situation where it could go to Brown, it could go to Tatum in two different scenarios, depending on what they show you for a look, right? I mean, is but, but you know, Mark, on the same, on the other side of it, though, honestly, if you can't rely on Walker to make that shot, what was that like a ten footer, twelve? I mean, where, where was he on the? I mean, he, that's a shot, fourteen footer. That's a shot he shouldn't make. He you know, make, he has to make that shot, Chris. The problem is, 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 you know, he started off, he started off last season real, real strong, right, Kemba? And, and then he just faded. Now, there were some injury issues with him, obviously the knee, right? And that's all they talked about was the knee, the knee, the knee, got into the bubble, the knee, the knee, the knee. When is he coming back? And so on and so forth. But is he, gonna, is he going to turn into that third guy? I mean, right now, Smart, and he's out. I know Smart's out. We'll talk about him in a second, but... You know, Smart seems to be more of a facilitator with Brown and the way they were teaming up when Tatum was out with COVID and all of that. Brown came back and, you know, you saw Tatum and Brown working together pretty well. Um, I'm going to tell you what the injury that hurt too, Chris, is the kid was playing very well, was the rookie, Pritchard. He, he, yeah. he would come off the bench and give them minutes. He'd play defense. He could distribute the ball. He could shoot. Um, you know, I'm not, he, I'm not saying he was a hundred percent consistent every night. I mean, he's a rookie, but there were games that, that, that he, he, he really contributed big time, especially when Tatum was out and then he got hurt. Um, now they, luckily it was not a ligament injury. It was just a MR. It was a MCL sprain. He didn't tear anything. So supposedly he's going to be back in two or three weeks. He will make this roster better as well. I mean, I, I know he's a rookie. So when a rookie gets hurt like that, there's usually a setback, right? It usually slows your development and, and it's almost like you're starting all over again, but that's a kid that, that I think can help them as well. Yeah. But Walker's going to get healthy and Walker's going to be Walker. Whatever, what they traded for is what Walker's going to become. Or not traded. They signed him as a free agent, whatever they did. But Walker's going to become what they thought they were getting. Or, or yeah. forget it. Well, it's, it's it's useless. Yeah, I mean, you know, he doesn't have to, you know, he doesn't have to average 25 a game, but he's got to no. be, he's got to be in the the high teens. I mean, he's got to be in the high teens to 20 and 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 the, as a facilitator. His assists, you know, he needs to have a lot. His assists have got to be up there. Chris, they still don't have a body underneath the uh, the boards. I mean, the kid Tristan Thompson, they 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 picked him up as a free agent, but he really hasn't shown anything yet. I mean, he's going to have to at some point give you something in the post, you know, some points or defense, something re more yeah, rebounding. Mark, he, I mean, the other kids giving them Theus Tice is giving them more than Thompson. Yeah, listen, he, he and he is, and I agree. And you know what, Tice is. It's funny because Tice is one of these guys, and, and Smart fits into this category too where at times I, I go back and forth on this. When I watch him play, I feel like he should get a, a lot more calls than he gets, okay? Yeah. But on the same on the flip side of that, that too, you know, he, he, does, he does embellish a lot out there. Not, not as bad as Smart. Smart just flops. I mean, he's never going to get a call because he never stays off the ground. You know what no. I mean? Yeah. But like Tice, he's not getting the calls because he's just not an elite player, one. And two... You know, but that's how that league is, Mark. Let's face it. I mean, you're going to you, you, – LeBron James gets the calls, you know. LeBron Harden goes gets down the call. How many LeBron, times does Harden go to the line? Oh, forget it. LeBron, Chris, the other night went to the, went down the lane. They called the foul. 
nobody hit him. It, there was the appearance of somebody was going to hit him, and they pulled their hand back. Nobody touched him. Nobody they blew touched the whistle. Him. He went to the line, and and the, the Celtics players were looking at each other. They said nobody hit him. They blew the whistle anyways. Yeah, he's going to get a call. He's going to get that call every time. Um, and Bead gets calls, but nobody gets more calls. Nobody goes to the line more than Harden. No, Harden's and, a, and, Harden's but, a but, professional actor. He's a professional getting, actor. They should give him a screen actors guild card for right. Out loud. But, but the problem is, see, the problem though is, you know, Harden, Harden's an elite player. Harden's a top five player in the league, and Smart is not. So he's never going to get those calls. Tice isn't. But I agree with you, Mark, on Thompson. I mean, he's just not, he's not providing what they I think assumed that he would. I mean, think just look at the numbers. And it, and it and it starts to be able to, you start to be able to say, okay. Um, should you be giving Williams the third a few uh, more time? Because it, l- just listen to these numbers, okay? So Tom Thompson, he's averaging 22 minutes a game, five five point nine, so just a shade under under six points a game. Not even an assist a game, a half an assist a game, okay? Uh, which you know you're not looking for him to make assists. No. Six six rebounds a game. He's 75 percent shooting. Okay, but Chris, oh, only they... one and a half blocks a game, and he's. And, 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 I'm sorry, I'm, 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 I'm looking at uh, Williams. I'm sorry. Let me go back, Thompson. I, I apologize. Yeah, man, pour, 20... pour yourself a cup of coffee, would you? Wake 20... up. Hey, Mark. You know what? Though? Listen, I, I, I'm, I'm moving around the whole country over here. You know, <laughs> last week, if you noticed, I'm back into the original setting here. So here's the thing. Okay, Thompson. Sorry, 22 minutes, six points a game, eight point four, eight, eight and a half rebounds. He's 44 percent from the field. Okay, half a block a game, half a block, and sixty point sixty four percent field free throws. Those are bad. Those are not the numbers you want. You know, you signed him because they said he was a double double guy. He's averaged double points, double figure points and rebounds his whole career. He ain't even. He's not even close to that right now. He's not. He's averaging six points a game, and he, and and, yeah. and it's on twenty two minutes now. The touches. I, I the one thing I didn't see is how many touches. How many touches a game is he getting? But look on the other side of it, Mark. You give this kid Williams, and I realize on the defensive end, you know, Williams is a, a work in progress. I get that. But look, Williams is on is averaging 15 minutes a game, okay? So seven minutes less a game. Six. He's, he's scoring more, just a shade more, okay, 6.2. The assists, forget, are pretty much the same. That, that's a war. I don't care about assists. He's averaging six rebounds a game, which is a little lower than Thompson, but Thompson's playing seven more minutes. He's 75% from the field, a block and a half a game in 15 minutes. Not terrible. Okay. No. And 90% free throws. So if he's in the paint, he's on, he's low and he's getting to the line, he's making his shots. Whereas the more you, the more you play, Thompson's not. Chris, the more you play a guy like Williams. See, the problem with Williams, Chris, is he's always in foul trouble. He yeah. only plays 15 minutes. If you look at the number of fouls he gets in 15 minutes, he's trying to make blocks. He's going over guys' backs for rebounds. Like, he's got to become disciplined. But he's the type of guy, if you gave him minutes and touches in the paint, he'll score double digits for you probably every night. 12, right. 13, 14 points. He seems like that type of a guy. But you put him out there, and he's constantly picking up fouls. He's got to work on his. I mean, the defense is he's a liability on yeah, defense right yeah. now, and, and that's and I think that's the problem. That's probably probably why. I mean, Stephen prides himself. Stevens prides himself on you know teaching good defense and, and playing yeah. good team defense, and, and Williams just isn't doing that right now. But Mark on the offensive end of of of, of the uh, court, Thompson's just he's not getting it done. No, he's just not, you know. And so again, the question becomes this: Can they compete 
you know, can they compete with the real good teams? And I'm, 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 I'm talking about Brooklyn. I'm talking about Philly. I'm talking about LA, both LA. Um, you know, these are the teams. Can they compete with these teams, Mark? I don't know, Chris. I, I, I just don't think, <laughs> I mean, at some point, Chris, Brooklyn has, and I, I realize Irving's a kook, right? He's an absolute nut. I, I think he's nuts. But you have Irving, you have Harden, and you have Durant. At some point, the three of those guys decide to gel. How are you? They All they need is a little bit of bench play, which they, they, their, bench, their bench is totally depleted because they had to deplete it in the trade to get Harden. But if, yeah. they, if, they, if they get any type of bench play, I don't see how you're going to beat that team in the playoffs because in the playoffs, you never come off the floor. It's different than the regular season. Harden, Irving, and, and, and Durant are never going to come off the floor in the playoffs. So you, you just need a little bit of bench play in the playoffs, and I don't know how you beat that team. I, I don't know. to get. I mean, they're not going to win the championship. I think the championship is going to come out of the West. But even to get through the East, you know, Philadelphia, Mark, I'm not impressed with Philadelphia. I think I think those guys are soft. They're playing well now, and Bede's playing the best basketball of his career. But I think when push comes to shove, you can beat them. And and I'm not so impressed necessarily with Milwaukee either. I think the team to beat is going to be Brooklyn when all is said and done in the East. And I, we may have to pull a trade at the trade deadline to, to really, really compete with them. Well, Mark, you know, well, looking looking at that, okay. And, and listen, I agree with you as far as the good teams, but I tell you, I disagree a little bit about Brooklyn because I just think at some point those at some point those 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 personalities are going to just. Well, I'm thinking, Chris, that'll work for a year, right? So I'm thinking you tr- you, you sell out for maybe, a year to try to win a championship. Maybe. And if they can do it for a year, hey, listen, you know those three guys are not going to get along after, you know, that's going to eventually break up. But if you could do it for a year and you get a championship out of it, then they'll say it was worth it, right? See, I feel, I guess. See, I feel like if Durant and Harden can get it done together, then I they'll think get it's rid fine. of They'll get rid of Irving. Because I, because I think this this season, he's already shown it. I think Irving, the next time he gets a hair across his, you know, he's, you know, he's going to, yeah. he'll be, he'll, he'll disappear for two weeks again, yeah. you know? And then the problem is, is when you're in a playoff push and that kind of crap is happening, you know, it just disrupts the whole chemistry and flow of, of your team. That's why for me, I'm not sure if I, if I, if I'm anointing them yet. But yeah, if they're all if they're all hands on and they're all hands on deck and they're and they're operating at a at the level they're capable of of I can't even see the Lakers beating them. No, at that point, I don't. No, I can't really Lakers, see anybody they, they, beating they, they, them. They, they won't. They won't. If they're so, operating on all cylinders and like you said, Chris, they're getting along. The, the Lakers aren't going to beat that team either. So now the question now is this: So this Harden deal goes down. Now I know it's a little bit old now. Um, we didn't get a chance to talk about it last week, but this Harden deal goes down. He goes over to Brooklyn. The rumor, the rumor was, is that the Celtics were in play in this in this trade deal, and the and and, and further than that, you know, because every everybody thought in order for the Celtics to get this guy, Brown's going to have to Brown's going to be on the table, Smart's going to be on the table along with their picks. You know, and so I, I just don't think Ainge and I agree. I, I just don't think there's any reason to 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 walk away from Brown that Brown Tatum combination because I, it's becoming lethal. It's going to become more lethal. I mean, those two guys are shaping up to be two top five players in the league. You 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 really thought at one point Tatum, yes, but Brown would be top ten. But Brown is showing this season that he's pushing. He's inching towards that five. You know what I mean? Six, seven, eight. You know, he's in that range right now. And so are two guys 
is it enough to get it done? Now, so I get it. You don't want to move on Brown you, you, away from him. But the rumor was that it wasn't going to take Brown, right, Mark? That was the rumor, Chris. It wasn't going to take Brown. The, the rumor was you were going to have to give up draft picks. Maybe, maybe Mark is smart, which I would have gotten rid of smart. If you could have gotten Harden, I would have gotten rid of smart in a minute. But evidently, they didn't want to get rid of the draft capital. And, and I just don't understand what Ainge's obsession is with this draft capital. Because of any league, the NBA shows you that unless you're picking in the top five or six, it's very rare. It's very rare at the bottom half of the draft, which is where the Celtics are going to draft. They're going to because you know they're going to make the playoffs and they're going to be in the semifinals or the finals of the East, right? right? So drafting in that position, what are you getting? You're going to get a guy that can barely make your roster. You're not getting anything. So I don't know why I would have given up three, four first round picks. Who cares? It doesn't matter, Mark. Look, it isn't like the NFL where, no. these, where these picks are, are crucial. The like you say, the NBA. You know, they have that road run of Mickey Mouse nonsense of a of a lottery with ping pong balls and all this other crap, you know, and, and, and which I think is just a ridiculous concept to begin with. Yeah, because you'd stop. Teams still tank anyway. It doesn't make a difference. You know what I mean? You grab the lottery all you want. These well, teams they've are tried still to tanking. make it now so that it's fair, right? So even if you tank it, there's still three or four teams that can technically get that number one pick. Because if you look the last couple of years, the team with the worst record has picked second. Well, to me, that would that would that would lend itself to more tanking, not less, because if you if you're giving the top three to yeah. four teams equal yeah. opportunity or more, yeah. just as much opportunity to get the first round pick, who the yeah. hell's gonna? Why, why you put? What kind of effort are you putting out there late in the season if you're any of these teams? Your team, you know. Uh. So, to me, again, they have that system over there that they do. Now, look, yeah, I agree. The picks. They're useless. It doesn't make a difference unless you're picking in the top four, okay? And and as far as Marcus, let me tell you, the, the I got really pissed off about this last week or the week before, whatever it was. And I, talk, I talked to you about this too. The Boston media, okay? You know, can you be more hypocritical? I mean, can you be more flip-floppy or however you call it? I mean, Christ almighty. They're talking about smart after that, after that game they played against, uh, who the hell was it where he where he complained yeah. at the end of the game to the officials. Yeah, I don't and, remember and, now. It's it's been a while. I don't yeah. remember who it was against. Well, so 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 they played that they played that game and you know, he drives the lane. Again, my I questioned and we talked about it on the first show. Him driving the lane when he shouldn't even have the ball to begin with. It should be Brown, Tatum and nobody else. But anyway, he drives the lane on a guy he should be able to. Flops, goes to the ground, okay? And and is now Pritchard comes in and, and hits the hits the putback, right? And so they go up by one or two, whatever, with with yep. point two seconds left on the come and they win the game. That's it's a game-winning shot. So instead of instead of celebrating with your team, he's over there yelling at the officials for not getting because it's not like he didn't know what happened, yelling at the officials for not getting the call, pissed off about it, takes the ball, kind of kicks it, throws it, whatever. He could have been teed up and probably should have been teed he should up have there. Been teed up, yeah. And that would have either lost the game for them or tied the game for them if the guy hits his free throws. Now, what the hell? So I heard all kinds of criticism from the Boston media about this guy. You know, he shouldn't be taking the last shot. He should be traded. You know, now he gets hurt. Okay, so he starts playing well with Brown a little bit. Yep. You know, for a few games, he's he's facilitating. He's you know he, he's good assists and so on. Now it's flipped. Now it's Oh, what are they going to do without him? Because now he's out for two to three weeks, right? With an injury. 
Now it's how can they handle, how are they going to be able to survive without Marcus Smart and his defensive play and all, and all of that stuff. So, Mark, which is it with this guy? Which is it? And then we're going to get the break. Listen, he, Marcus Smart, he is what he is. He's not getting any better, Chris. What he shows you on the court is what he is. He's, there's going to be times where he loses his cool. He loses control. There's going to be games where you don't want him to take the last shot, and he's going to throw up a three-pointer, or he's going to take the last shot anyways. That's just who he is. At this point of his career, he's not changing. Is he a hard-nosed kid? Can he play defense? Has he got balls? He's got balls. Yeah. He, but, but, that's, but at some point, you're gonna it's you're gonna win a championship because of Marcus Smart. No. So if you're gonna put him in a deal to bring back a guy like Harden, you're gonna put him in the deal. I mean, I, I know for some reason Ainge loves him and, and, and I guess Stevens does too. For, for, I guess, but but at some point, you gotta give something up. You gotta take a shot. Yeah. I mean, geez, you gotta take a shot, go for broke. They you're only gonna have Brown guy. and Tatum around for so long. You gotta go for broke at some point. They need a third guy, period. You know? They need a third Come guy. On. And you know what, my, and that's why, see, that's why we are who we are, okay? That's why we are, we, what's our slogan? We're the real deal New England feel. We're not Oh, we're going to get into the real forth. deal New England feel when we get into the next segment. You, why don't you wait? Yeah, so, and and uh, so let's get the break. And, and, but, on, on, but before we do that, we want to thank Paula for chatting in. She's telling us, hi, guys, happy to hear from you both. We're always happy to hear from our loyal, our loyal fans out there. So thanks for listening in, Paula. When we come back. We're going to get into football talk. Specifically, we're going to get into the Stafford situation and the Belichick situation, all the things that are on the minds of New England fans right now. And stay tuned because it's going to get pretty, it's going to get pretty exciting with Mark. More Corso and Catone after this. It's that time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20 plus years experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Corso Law Group. Back in with more Corso and Catone. Uh, Mark, listen. Um, okay, for those of you who don't know, and I can't imagine anybody out there doesn't know what's going on right now or what's happened, transpired over the last few days. It was clear that... Um, Matthew Stafford of the Detroit Lions, formerly of the Detroit Lions, uh, was requesting a trade. It was a mutual understanding, I guess, between Detroit and, and he uh, that he was going hmm. to want to be traded out of that um, out of that organization. So the report came out and I think it was Tom Curran um, who reported this that said basically now and this 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 whole this is important for later on in this segment. This why I'm saying this. Um, Curran, Curran got this information from somebody not in my, and Mark, correct me if I'm wrong, but not in the Detroit Lions organization, but from another individual who got it. Who from, got it from another individual. It, who got it from another guy or a person in yeah. the Detroit Lion organization. Yeah. So this is, that matters for in, in a minute. Okay. In a few minutes. So, and the, and the story is that Stafford will go to any team, but the Patriots. This was the, this was the quote they, that Stafford will be traded to any team, but he doesn't want to be traded to the Patriots. So 
Mark, there's so much to un unwrap in all of this. And the, and, and, but first, let's start with the optics of it, okay? How does this look? I mean, just how does this look from a Patriot standpoint right now? Well, for the optics of it is real bad because, I mean, gee, so you're, you're what, five, you know, two months away from free, a month and a half away from free agency, and you got a, a, a an all-pro quarterback saying, I'll go anywhere but New England. You have Gronk, Gronk saying, you know, in, in, in the last couple of weeks, that, you know, the difference between here and Tampa is, you know, we get to be ourselves, we can be ourselves here. And you got the, 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 the guy, the, the cartoon character, uh, uh, Arians, saying the difference between here and New England is, you know, I let Brady coach. So the optics of all of this, when you put it together, is bad because you need, you need bodies to come here. You need people to buy in to that. Patriot way, right? Which well, I know you're going to get into that in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we'll talk too. about Amendola in but, a second. But so, <laughs> that moron, right? He must be in one of those states that allow marijuana, legal marijuana, because he's on another planet. That kid, right? Yeah. But listen, so, so Chris, if players don't want to come here, what do you do with the coach? I'm assuming it's because of the coach. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Maybe well, is it because of Patricia? Because because he Stafford played on with him. Look, that's and so that's the next question. Why is this? Ha why? Why? What's the why here? I mean, because that's the big the big question. Yeah. Okay. So here's what you have. You have Bel all these people saying this about Belichick, basically. Um, you know that he's tough to play. And look, New England is tough to play for. They're a, they're a tough place to play. You know, the bottom line is you're going to work your ass off there. Okay. It's a team first organization. You know, they're not going to pay you. And the weather sucks <laughs> sometimes. You know what I mean? The weather's cold. Like, you know, it's cold. It's snowing and for some of the season. And, and, you know, that's, I don't think it sucks. I mean, I love New England, but, you know, these guys don't like it. So, and then you got Patricia. Patricia was his head coach. They didn't get along. Okay. And then you got Amadola on the team. You got some former Patriots on the team. And I think, wasn't uh, Collins over there? I want to say. And so you got some former Patriots on the yeah. team that are bad mouthing. I mean, Amadol is bad. It was bad mouthing Belichick since the day, since the moment he left. So all of that perfect storm comes together, of course, all at the same time to, to equal this right now. Yeah, it's bad. I mean, it's bad. The Patriots, the Patriots organization is, is just getting beat, beat, beat up right now. You know, it's just, you know what it looks like to me, Mark, you know what it reminds it, 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 it it's almost as if 20 years ago, Belichick sold his soul to somebody, okay? And now it's coming time to pay pay it back because everything seems to be hitting at the perfect storm right now, right? So, Chris, what happens if you go into free agency hypothetically and nobody does? Okay, let's say hypothetically no one's coming here, right? So now you get through free agency and you really can't bring anybody else in because nobody really wants to play here. So you've got all this cap money, right? Nobody comes here. You don't have a quarterback. You pick somebody up off the scrap heap. Maybe you draft somebody that can play quarterback. I don't know, that, but that's not going to happen immediately. You have another seven and nine season. Yeah. Six and ten, whatever, eight and eight, whatever you want to say. You don't make the playoffs. Now what? What's your, what, what are the, if you're sitting there as one of the crafts, what do you now do? In well, that's that because, situation? well, that, well, that's the, that's the question. God, that's the, and, and I'm not even going down opening up Pandora's box of 
Tom Brady wins number seven Sunday. Because if that happens, that's even worse if you're a patriot uh, for the organization and for Belichick. Right. And, and, and so again, so players, yeah, right. So players aren't going to come. So what does this mean for Bill? I mean, players aren't coming here or they don't want to come here. The optics of this are so bad. I mean, look, and, and the way it is now and in the landscape of the league too, it's changed. Right. And, and, and the way, the way players look at things and how, what's important to these guys now, you know, the Patriot way, right. The Patriot way. So, so, you know, you, they were getting, they were getting players based on the system, them based on the fact that they're going to compete, they're always going to be there, and so on well, and so not forth. What, that's not what Danny Amendola said yesterday. Well, he, let's get into that. So Amendola, let's right? Get into what he said about the Patriot way. So he comes out and says that basically this: that you know, Tom Brady was the Patriot. Tom Brady made up the Patriot way. It had nothing to do. I think he, his line was: none of the coaches there, none of the coaches there, Through okay, have anything to do with the Patriot with, way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. They have nothing to do with the Patriot way. It was all Tom. When he left, the Patriot way left, which is, again, put bad optics for the because these guys all listen to each other. So, Mark, you know, but why is he? But you know what? Is he right? Why is he wrong, Mark? Why is him? Right, if well, you let, think let, he's let, wrong, let, why okay, is he well, wrong? Let, let me go through this with you quickly. Right. So now the, Brady was there for 20 years. OK. The defense in the 20 years that Brady was there gave up an average of 18 points a game. If you're only giving up 18 points a game as a, as a team for 20 years, how good is that, Chris? For 20 years, the average that the defense gave up for points was 18 points a game. Now, was that Brady? Did Brady was out there making tackles, Amendola? Was he out there? I'd like Danny Amendola to call the show. Call the show, Danny, so we can talk about that. That co what Coaching had nothing to do with those 18 points a game. It was players. It was players, but it was Belichick's scheming. That came up with that for 20 years, Chris. That was. And then the six, no bigger women, the six Super Bowls that Brady won, all six Super Bowls, we had a top 10 defense for all six of those Super Bowl wins. Our defense was top 10 in the league. Don't get me wrong, Chris. I think players absolutely make great coaches, right? Look, I, I'm not I'm not naive, right? You had Jordan, you had Kobe, you had Shaq. What did that different sport, different type, different thing. No, it's a different sport, but, but no, 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 no. But let me finish my point. So Phil Jackson wins all these championships. Well, you, you had, look what you had playing for you, right? But, but Jackson did infuse things. He knew how to put in game planning. He had that offensive system that he used wherever he went that worked. So he, it was coaching, right? So, you know, I just use that as, as, as an example. But so Amendola is, I think he's off base. I mean, I think it's a combination of both. Yes, obviously, I, I agree. I think great players make great coaches. But I also think there's there's a little bit, Chris, there's, there's a give and take. Great coaches also help to make great plays. Listen, Amendola's comment is so asinine. So you mean to tell me it was the Tom Brady way? It had nothing to do with Willie McGinnis and Teddy Bruschi and, and, and Richard Seymour and Vince Wolfhawk and all those guys who busted their backs and Rodney played with, Harrison busted up knees and Ty knees. Law. Rodney Harrison. Those those guys had nothing to do with the Patriot way. It was all it was it's Tom Brady was the Patriot way. Come on, that's 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 being naive. I mean, it was a whole organization thing. All those guys, those warriors, they bought into what Bill brought to the table and, and, and the way they acted on and off the field. Whether they agreed or not, they did it. Yeah, that look, wasn't I'm, Brady's way. That wasn't I'm Brady's not, way. You that know, was I'm what not Belichick saying, infused into the organization. 
Yeah, and look, I'm not saying that players don't look. The players have to execute the scheme, no question. So you know, Amendola is right in that sense that the coaches don't make tackles, the coaches don't catch balls, the coaches don't throw passes, Absolutely. the coaches don't, you know, blah blah blah. But that's been the that's been the story from the beginning of time. Yes, of course, coaches don't do that, but they put you in a position to do it. They put they give you the system that look. All I can tell you is this: there's no there's no bigger evidence of this than the 2001 Super Bowl. Okay. So th this is this is this was the kind of game where it was the yes, it was the execution of the scheme, but it was the scheme that made that that made that go, made that happen. Yeah, Brady, Brady with a minute twenty or whatever was left on the clock in that game, um, you know, yeah, he brought them down. I think he completed. He was like seven of nine or something like that. Was no, his he completion. absolutely did. He you know, I mean, I, and that and that's great, but. Look at what happened in the AFC Championship game. He went out, Bledsoe came in, threw the pass, threw the touchdown to Patton in the back corner of the end zone. You know, but coming into that Super Bowl, well, Belichick... Wasn't it, Brady, wasn't it Brady who kicked the field goal against Oakland in, in the blizzard when you couldn't see the goal post? Well, you were you at that game? Were you at that game, Chris? Yeah, I was actually, you know? You the, couldn't the, see. You couldn't see the goal post. Brady made that kick. I don't think it was Vinatieri. Brady made the kick. Right. This is what I'm saying, Mark. So the, the point is this, the scheme in that Super Bowl and, and what you hear years later is Belichick went to his secondary and basically, and, and this is the story you hear about Belichick all the time from former players, from guys that have been in that organization that they come out and they say, look, Bill comes in a room and he basically says, look, if we're going to win to beat this team, this is exactly what we're going to have to do. We, we have to do X, Y, and Z. If you guys could do X, Y, and Z, we will win this game. And nine out of 10 times or, or better, if they do X, Y, and Z, they won the game. When they didn't do, in 09, when they did that documentary, okay, with Belichick and the Brady, they saw that meeting, that Brady and Belichick were meeting in the room, which everybody thought was fantastic, and now everybody's doing it. You know, these are the trend. You know, Belichick's an innovator. He's a trendsetter. I can't tell you how many things that the Patriots have put into play that now everybody's doing, that other teams are doing. That's coaching. That's that's organizational, you know? So, but yeah, you got to execute it. But when they did that 09 um, documentary, okay, he went in, they were going to play the Jets that week. And he went into the coaches' meeting. You see him in the coaches' meeting. And he said, what did he say? What was the tight end's name? Keller? I think his name was Keller. Was it Keller for that team? Um, yeah, it was. Okay. So he goes in there, hey, Mark, hey, that's 11 years ago, and I'm remembering stuff. Right? You're good. Hey. You're good. So, so um, he goes into that meeting. He says to the coaching staff, look, they run a lot of seam routes with this guy. You know, he catches a lot of balls like that over the, over, you know, over the middle and so on. If we can't stop that, we're not going to win this game, period. If we can't stop that situation, there's no, there's no chance we're going to win this game. And what happened in that game? They couldn't stop it, and they lost the damn game. The point I'm making is the guy is the genius of who Bill Belichick is as a football guy. That is what it is, and it hasn't changed in 20 years. And maybe he's gotten a little grumpier as he gets older, but yeah. – it hasn't changed, but in that Super Bowl, he went to the secondary and he said, guys, if we're going to win this game, you guys have got to punish them. you got to hit Marshall Falk off the line every single time, and you've got to punish those receivers because they don't like getting hit, and they executed it. So, yeah, I'm with you, Mark. Don't tell me that 
I can't stand the what was it Brady? Was it Belichick? I mean, we did a segment that was fun. Listen, it was both. It was, listen, it was both, right? Listen, whether you like Belichick or not, right? And obviously Amendola doesn't like him, even though we saved his career. He was on a scrap heap. Yeah, he forgets nobody that. Wanted, he forgets what happened he in St. That. Louis. Yeah, nobody wanted him. He would have been out of football four years early if it wasn't for Belichick. With no rings. With no, With no rings. rings. So he ought to, so he ought to keep his mouth closed. Please. Please, Danny Amendola. He was as soft as grapes before he got here. Before he got here, you'd, you'd squeeze him like a grape. But anyway, it's a combination, Chris, of both. I think they, they, they listen, they fed off each other. I mean, I don't think one would have existed without the other. It's just one of those things, right? And I get it. Brady's doing it now. And, 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 and I'm going to be honest with you, Chris. I think Brady's doing it without any coaching because I think Bruce Arians is an absolute bumbling fool. He's a fool and he's winning. So, so that's the only thing you could say, how much does coaching have to do with this when you got Bruce Arians on the verge of a Super Bowl? Yeah, but he might as well be an offensive. Brady might as well be an OC by now, by this point, offensive coordinator. He might as well be because he, yeah. he's got that and much that's what experience. He, is. He's he has the nothing he hasn't seen. You know, there's nothing he hasn't seen. But Mark, look, I'll yeah. I'll give people I'll give people this, okay? And this is something you and I talked about. Look, first first thing is this: when I talk about the landscape of the league changing in regard to players and how players. What what's important to players now, Mark? What do you perceive as important to players today in today's game? So today, Chris, I don't necessarily know if it's about the rings, right? I think it's about it's a, it's about marketing, it's about image, it's about your product, it's about getting paid, it's about endorsements, it's about all of that. And in rings, if you happen to win one along the way, hey, great. But I don't think that's what drives the modern athlete. Everybody's on social media; they're tweeting, they're this, they're that. It's a totally different culture. It's a different world twenty than it was 20 years ago, right? Yeah. So that's the one thing I don't know if Belichick truly understands. Like, no, I, I shouldn't say that. I think he understands it. But I think he's so set in his ways, Chris. He's not going to adapt to that at this point, right? But if you don't adapt to that, is it time to say, Bill, you're, you're a legend? Just like Chuck Nola was a legend. Tom Landry was a legend. But at some point, you had to make a decision. Those organizations made a decision. It was time to move on. Yeah. Is it time to do that, finally? I don't know. Well, that's, well, see, that's the problem. And whether we agree with it or not, and whether we agree with the if we think Belichick's washed up or – yeah, look, we've, we've criticized his player personnel. We've criticized that. I mean, I, you know, we've criticized his drafts and how he what who he's bringing in here. And, yeah, we, we both agree that Brady covered a lot. He covered a ton of, of the lack of talent. And did Belichick's ego get to him where he said, I can plug and play. I can bring anybody in here, and because of my system – we're going to go and we're going to win. Nah, he was wrong. He was wrong. Well, he Brady was covered wrong. He, Brady covered a lot of that, okay? He covered up a lot of that. And so, if, so two things. If he doesn't have that realization right now to himself that, you know what, I, I, I was wrong in that, just I can bring anybody in, then, he, then his days are numbered. And the other thing, too, is whether we agree with the landscape, because I, I'll add one more thing to the list of, of what's important to players the ease of life, you know, that is something that's real important to guys. Now, the way everything's going in the social, in the social landscape or structure of this country right now. Okay. It's more touchy feely. It's sensitivity to different types of things. 
the social awareness and all of this. And what it doesn't matter what side you're on, that's the reality. And these athletes are leading the charge on all of this. So they're interested in the way of life, they, they, you know, the quality of life. You know, it can't be too hard right now. The practices, you know, I don't need to deal with practices that guys are on my ass constantly calling me out in team meetings. I don't need that crap. There's plenty of guys like the cartoon character, like you say, in Tampa that don't require that. You know, that the, the McVeigh over in L.A. that is kind of a player's coach, great coach, fantastic coach, but he's more of a player's guy. He's not as hard on them, okay, as Belichick would be. And now, meanwhile, so whether you agree with it or not, that's what it is now. So the question becomes this. Can And look, Belichick, Belichick just hasn't adjusted to that. He hasn't. He hasn't adjusted to that. And, and the question is, will he ever adjust to that? This whole idea of, of the type of player that Belichick brings in is completely outdated now. You know, this versatility that he looks for in linebackers, tight ends, linemen, guys that can play all the positions on the line, guys that can play all the positions on the defensive front, linebackers that can go sideline to sideline and play in the middle, safeties that can do things like that. That doesn't that that just doesn't exist anymore. The college game has become so specialized in in, in the way the talent is that every, there's a there's a guy doing something that has a specific role and plays it. So getting those versatile guys in now is a thing of the past. And it seems to me that that Belichick just doesn't want to face that. He doesn't want to face it because you can see it in his drafts and guys he thinks can do multi multifaceted that can do different things and it doesn't work. It just doesn't work anymore, Mark, right? So, Chris, at that point, when do you say it's time to turn the keys over to McDaniels? If it's McDaniels. Well, I could tell if you McDaniels, this. Well, let's put it this way. Let's, 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 let's get to this one quick point I want to make. So, Kraft, right? So, you're, 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 listen, Bob Kraft is a legend, right? He, he, he did something here that no one's ever done. He, not only did he turn a franchise around from, from, from nothing, and make it one of the most profitable sports um, teams in any sport, right? He also turned the whole area around, like where, where the stadium is. He turned it into like a little city. There's malls, there's, there's, there's hotels, there's restaurants. There's, he, you know, what he did to transform that area, not just- the, the, It's in the, the woods. Team. It's in the middle of the woods. It's unbelievable what he did over there, right? <laughs> Obviously. But I think the time has come where the transition also needs to occur between him and the son. I mean, I think, I think Bob's seen his better days too. Right. And I think it's time for him to, to make that sit in the chair and wave to the crowd and smile. But really you can't be making these decisions anymore. These tough decisions, because it seems like he's gotten a little soft. Right. But my question also is, I don't know if Jonathan Kraft is capable. Is, I don't, I'm, Pretty sure he's not the. We know he's not the father, right? He's not capable of. I don't know if he's capable of making those tough decisions, Chris. If you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Rooney family, it stayed in the family, but the kid did a heck of a job transitioning into power and leading that team into another generation and another era, and and winning championships. Hunt in 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 Kansas City did the same thing. He took the reins from the father, and 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 he's turned that franchise into even a better franchise than it was. So I don't know if Jonathan Kraft is going to do that, Chris. I'm gonna, well, I'm starting to get a little nervous about him, to be honest with you. Yeah, and we got we have to get the break. 
um, and, and we're going to cover this on the other side, but Mark, I, I, I tend to agree with you. The, the, the other question too is, He's definitely not as well respected as 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 his father is as Robert Kraft. I mean, Robert Kraft is is the respect level that that organizations, it's players, coaches, owners. I mean, he basically saved the league that year when when in uh, you know I think it was 2011 when they were out they were out on strike or whatever they were doing, and he came in basically sat them down and and just got it done. You know, Jeff Saturday had that to say too back then. The player rep that said, "Look, well, Robert Kraft, we don't get this done." Jonathan Kraft's not going to carry that much weight. He just yeah. isn't going to carry that much weight in, 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 or maybe he will someday. But the better question is, is he going to carry that much weight on his own team as long as Belichick is here? When we come back, when we come back, I want to continue this discussion. And uh, what we want to talk about, Mark, is regardless of what we think of Belichick, are his days numbered if guys just won't come here? More Corso and Catone after this. How do I get to the point where I understand my passion enough to communicate it outward and dial myself in so that I can craft my own sauce? But you don't have anyone that's gonna give you the right advice. Now you do. We've been discussing where we live and what areas do we wanna always talk about? And really, it's startup, it's finance and drive. We are Special Sauce Podcast. Back in with more Corso and Catone on a special thanks to the sponsors, uh, Special Sauce Podcast. We appreciate them as always. Log on to their website. Check them out. They uh, a lot, a lot of smart people there, and uh, they can really, really help you a lot. Um, yeah, Mark, on the front side, we're talking about the crafts, and, and does Jonathan Kraft carry this much weight as, as Robert Kraft and so on? And is he, is he carrying that much weight within the, the organization? Because, look, and, and a few years back, there was a story that came out um, and, and it, it's fuzzy to me. So don't, you know, don't quote me on a, a ton of this, but he, there was a dust up there. Okay. With, with crap, with Jonathan Kraft. And I think a couple of the, either the coaches or some of the people in the organization where they just basically, you know, they just, the bottom line is they just don't look at him the same way. And so now it becomes this, does Belichick have enough respect for the, for the son in order to, to, to continue on like this, you know, and, and I'm not sure, I'm not sure if, if that dynamic will, will, will work. It certainly isn't going to work as well as Robert Kraft because he'll always have that father figure to them, you know, to these guys, whereas Jonathan Kraft won't. But Mark, it may not make a difference anyway, because look, whether we agree with, what Stafford had to say or any of these players, Amendola or Gronk or, you know, we'll get into what Brady said because he says, you know, glowing things about Belichick. Whether we agree with it or not, Mark, um, if the players aren't, if you can't get the players, you can't win. So is, is Kraft's hand going to be forced now? Oh, and one, and two, is this the biggest, is this the most important offseason of Belichick's career? If so, you get the you have the greatest player of all time leave your organization because you made a poor decision. 
right? You gambled and lost, right? The, you, you lost, the, right? The, the house beat you, you lost. You roll the dice, you're at, a, you're, you know, you're at the crap table and you, you're rolling the dice and, and you crap out, right? Because you took a shot on a guy. You, you thought he was washed up. He was done. He's going to be 43 years old. He's never going to play until he's 45. Well, you lost. Well, now you're going to have to pay the piper because the fact that he's winning and winning at the level he's winning at and because he basically let you know Basically, everybody knows why he left New England. It was because of Belichick, right? It had nothing to do with Kraft. So when the greatest player of all time has to leave here because of the coach, and then you get the optics now, when once he leaves, there's all little rumblings about you know the organization itself and how you're treated when you're there and, and, and all of this stuff. I mean, we just talked about in the last segment about what's important now in, in society and in the players and the athletes. How I don't know how you get guys to come here, Chris. And if you can't, he's going to force their hand. I mean, if he has another losing season, Chris, I don't care if the guy's one of the greatest X's and O's guys to ever walk the, the, the a sideline. At some point, they're going to have to make the decision and say, look, Bill, you're going to have to retire, pal. We're never going to fire you, but you got to you have to get out of here. You're going to retire. We have to turn the keys over to McDaniels. He's young. He's energetic. You know, Guys like Brady will sing his praises, even though Brady's not playing here anymore. I think guys would probably want to come and play for Josh, right? I don't know if you can rebuild that, Chris, with 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 Brady with uh, Belichick. How do you rebuild that? Yeah, I don't know, and and that's the thing, and 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 I do. I think it's I think it's his critic most crucial off season. You know, he's got the cap money, Chris. There's you no had excuses. an interesting, Chris. You had an interesting theory yesterday. You, last night we were talking about uh, a couple of different things. You gotta and remind I, me because my brain is like mush. Yeah, you're like scrambled eggs over there out in Arizona. Scrambled eggs. Listen, <laughs> you brought you brought up the Aaron Rodgers theory to me. What that 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 Rodgers, you know, that he could basically come to New England and 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 survive with with Belichick and basically that look to me and like I said, if if. If the players can't come here, the writing's on the wall. The only thing that may save him right now, and I think this is what you're talking about, the only thing that might save Belichick is is that kind of level of guy, okay, is to be able to pry him out of out of Green Bay. And there have been rumblings over there that 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 Rogers isn't too happy with the organization. Now, you know, I think the Rams offered them something, and they basically said, no, we're not we're not moving on from the player. That's it. So maybe that doesn't that maybe that's not actually going to happen. But you know the thing the thing about it is, um, if if they were able to do something like that, okay, if they were able to do something like that um, and get Rogers out of there, that would save it because this is a guy that can come in and say, look, you know. I could deal with Belichick. I can work with that. I mean, he didn't like what's going on in Green Bay, but Belichick is operating on a whole different – he's operating on a whole different level um, than what's going on in, in Green Bay, right? Just just given the, the NFC Championship and what you saw in the coaching there, you know. So the point is, if, if a guy like Rodgers comes in and can win and putting up a 12 on, okay, and actually win, get Brady comes to town next year, yeah, that's then, – then you – then – you're okay. Belichick can continue on and he, he can continue to do that, you know, and, 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 you know, we also want to get to the phones. If you bring but, in a guy like Rogers, Chris, right. If you bring in a guy like Rogers, 
he can then, if you get him in here before free agency, he then can recruit you players because now they'll play for him. They'll play with him. He'll pick the phone up and say, hey, I need you to come here to be one of my receivers. And they'll come. You know, and, and, and that's that's so when you say a guy like Rogers, it'll take a huge package. But but is it worth it if, if, if you don't need necessarily the draft picks because you got all the cap money to bring in free agents? Maybe it buys you two or three more years and, 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 and you can do what you did with Brady. And then eventually you're going to have to rebuild because Rogers is 37 years old. But at some point, you're going to have to go through that big rebuild. But Rogers will save you for, for a few more years and save Belichick. Yeah, Mark, listen, I, I agree with that. And and I think there's somebody else who probably agrees with it and probably thinks that uh, <laughs> that we're being too hard on the Patriots. We, of course, have our most loyal and uh, listener prob- of, of, our, of our show. We have uh, little Olivia on in, uh, in Scottsdale. Olivia, hi, you're in, the, you're in Corso and Catone. Hi, guys. Go back. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So that was the question, Mark. I know you wanted to ask Olivia. Olivia already answered the question. We, we wanted to ask Olivia who she thinks is going to win the Super Bowl. So, Olivia, who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Bucks. Bucks. Okay. Bucks. So t- Tom go. Brady. All right, Olivia. Thank you for the call. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Our best fan, our biggest uh, fan, Chris. Hey, listen, no matter what we're doing all the time, um, we always have to stop. When Olivia calls in, we always have to stop and make sure that um, she gets on. You know, she she gets on the air because she's on at all again, hours of the night with us. Even when we're on after a late game, she the, calls in. The kid is four years old, and uh, and she's our loyal, she's our most loyal fan, loyal listener, and she loves New England sports. And obviously, she's rooting, she's rooting for the Bucks. She thinks uh, Tom Brady's going to win that game. The Bucks, yep. <laughs> that's it. But Mark, getting back to uh, honestly, getting back to this Rogers thing, yeah, I mean, I think that's the only thing that could save him. Maybe is a guy like that because if, but if realistically, if it, Chris, I don't think he's coming. No, I don't think either. But, but yeah. if they're going to blackball him like this, the players. Okay, and that's basically what's happening right now. What are you what's and happening? Chris, is- you know what? I'm glad you brought that up. So is this their way of saying, okay, you know what? You screwed Tom. You screwed, you know, you, you, is this the player's way of getting back at him and saying, okay, now it's time for you to go and, and, and we got the power to get rid of you? It, it, it certainly looks that way, doesn't it? It certainly looks that way. And if they don't bring, look, they have all the cap space in the world right now. They're top three. Okay, you said top five last week. I think they're top three. They probably are. They have the 15th pick in the draft. Okay. And so for every round, they're going to be picking at that level. All right. So there's no excuse this year. No. And no, if the players no don't come and you, and you find out that Patriots made offers on guys and they just decided for the sheer fact that Belichick's the coach there, or they won't, nobody's going to say that, but you can read in. Then I don't think the crafts have a choice, Mark. I really don't. I think they're going to have to move on from Belichick and basically say, Bill, no matter how good you are, if you can't, if we can't get the players, you can't coach. You can't coach for us. And and we just can't continue to do this year after year until somebody says something good. But speaking of saying something good. So Mark, tell us, let's go into, talk about Brady's comments right now. Well, Brady basically thanked, Belichick and he wouldn't he said he had a great 20 years here he couldn't you know he was he was just spewing out all all 
great things about the organization and, and the area and Belichick. And listen. But not only the organization in the area, Belichick. Belichick. In particular. But listen, Chris. Chris, but listen. You know Tom Brady. What's Tom Brady? Tom Brady's a... He's, we just talked five minutes ago about image and marketing. And and, and he's the best at that. He's not going to... You're, you're going to do... You know what you're going to do? You're going to stage. He's you're going to do exactly, you're going to do exactly, exactly what I'm pissed off at the Boston media for doing right Boy, now. I'm being honest. You're about to do it. You know, you're I'm about to do it. Honest. I, listen, what pisses me. I'm not going to be like the Boston media. I think, I think Brady thinks Belichick's a goddamn a-hole. He can't say it publicly. He, yeah. he, he, he played with busted bones for 20 you know, years and you couldn't give the guy $25 million because you thought he was washed up and you brought in a guy that would throw the ball like this for, for 16 weeks. Are you that, kidding me? Come that on, may Chris. be the case. That may Come be on, the Chris. case. Of course he wants to say that. I'm okay. giving the guy credit for being classy. I'm he, not he, like the Boston media. This is what pisses me off about that. Okay. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to tell all of you out there right now, and I want to hear it chat in, let me know how wrong I am, but this is what irritates me the most. Okay. About this damn media in your area. You can't have it both ways. Okay. You first, you have two, you have two comments, two, two things going on here. Okay. You have three actually. So you have this 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 third hand information coming out of Detroit about Stafford, the, right? Listen, the Detroit stuff, I, I dismissed that, Chris. I think that had more to do with Matt Patricia than anything. I don't think anybody that's ever played in Detroit is gonna come here as long as Matt Patricia's here. Well, I think I think it has to do with that. What Amadola's got to say, what he said to him when they played together, what Collins had to say to him. I got I think it had a lot to do with it. And I do also think it's Belichick. So I'm not discounting it. I'm not saying it's not true. What I'm irritated about is the, they take it at face value. So you have a story that something was given third hand. It came from Detroit to another organization, to Curran, who then delivered it to us, right? And that's what happened. Everybody takes that for gospel. Everybody takes it for fact that that's what happened, and they read into it as if it were Belichick. So fine. If that's what you want to do, fine. But for some reason, we can't take Brady at face value. We can't take the player who's actually saying it. You're actually hearing it coming out of his mouth. This isn't third hand, second hand. This is the guy talking about this. He's coming out and he's saying, I would not have been here without Belichick. I would not have been here, you know, been able to do the things I've done without him. I appreciate everything he's done and I owe a lot to him. Okay. Well, I think we he don't want to appreciate it. I think he but wait a minute. It. We don't want to hang on. We don't want to take that at face value. We want to look at that, read into it and say, and the media wants to say, no, 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 no. It's, it's just him trying to be a good, just what you said. It's him trying to be a good guy. It's him trying to play the media. Because right Chris, because Chris, things. he's contradicted but, himself because he didn't, when you've left, you go back and look at the history of what he said over the last six months, he has said the opposite of what he just said in, on, on the big stage of the Super Bowl. He's and, made, he's, and, um, he's made comments that have been contradictory. Look, and I'm not saying that's not the case. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that there's a piece of him, probably a big piece of him that pisses, that's pissed off at Belichick. Okay. That had a, that, that is disgruntled and all those things. I get it except he's never said it, but I understand his body language is told that his not showing up for off season, his behavior, the last season in new England of how he wouldn't throw to guys and just behaving like a two-year-old. I get it. Okay. So all his body language shows is that he's pissed off at the organization, namely Belichick. I get that. 
But the man is coming out and basically saying all these things. And my problem with it is we don't want to listen to that. Why? Because it's a positive about Belichick. So we're only going to take face value. So, so let me ask you, if Bel- if Brady came out and said, screw Belichick, he's got nothing to do with what I did. This is all on me. My 20 years is my 20 years. And what I'm doing, and, 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 and it's evidenced by what I'm doing this year. So the hell with him, the hell with that organization. It's too cold up there. I'm never going to live there. If he said that, Okay. Well, he don't did you say think he, never, for one, he did make the comment about never living here. I know. But don't you, but, and when he did, they all took him at face value. So don't you think for one second that he comes out and makes those comments if it's the other way and everybody in the Boston media is now sitting there saying, see, see, that's what, that's what Brady thinks. That's what he believes. That's the situation. No, no, no. But now it's the opposite. And he's saying good things about the organization, about the man. We don't want to take that at face value, but we'll listen to a third hand comment. Okay. And we'll pump up Amendola's comment. This is all fact. That's well, killing I'm not, the Patriots. I'm not pumping up Amendola's comment. I totally disagree with him. You know that. I think he's, I think Amendola's on, on, on another planet smoking something wacky somewhere. So, That's but, but you understand, but you, do you understand, you people understand my point out there. Do you understand what I'm saying? The, I you agree with you. You can't the, pick the, and choose. Chris, Chris, for the most part, I agree with you and I don't pick and choose, but I do. I, I without one into that one comment by Brady to, this week about Belichick, I just, just because he has said things, Chris, over the last six months that have been contradictory to what he said, I'll take it at face value. What he, he praised the organization. I think, you know, he knows he's where he is today because of the organization, because Brady, because Belichick drafted him. Belichick's the guy who made the decision to bench a hundred million dollar quarterback and do Bledsoe and, and, and stick with Brady. Belichick's the guy when, when Brady tweaked his ankle in the game against Pittsburgh, he, 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 he put Bell, uh, Bledsoe back on the bench. I mean, yeah, so he he understands he's where he is because of because of Belichick, and, and he admitted that today, this week, and, and he, he he praised on him. So I take that at face value. I do, but right, I but also the, think. That but the players time. don't want to give that. The players don't want to give that any weight. The media doesn't want to give that any weight at all. They want to read into it. Listen, it it was, it, it was so bad in the media this week. Do you know what I listen? You know what I heard that on, on a real popular friggin' show, okay. Where to me, those guys flip flop more than anything I've ever seen. They, those guys flop more than than Marcus Smart does. Okay, these guys on these shows. Not only were they not taking what Brady said at face value, I actually heard them break down the comments, break down the words in the comments, and I heard this buffoon say, "Do you notice how he didn't say the guy's name? He didn't say Belichick's name. He said him and him and that. You know." He didn't actually say Belichick's name, Mark. How how bad of a situation? How I don't even under, I don't even know what to make of that. That's so that's so absurd to me that you're gonna you're gonna read that far into the statement when you won't take any of it for face value. That you're gonna now read into that statement. Yet you're hearing this crap coming out of Detroit and you're saying, "Oh yeah, this is what it is." But you know, Mark, at the end of the day, I I guess it really doesn't make a difference what we're saying, what anybody's saying. Well, it does make a difference what the players are saying, because if the players around the league are not are listening to this and they're not going, they're obviously not listening to what Brady's got to say. They're listening to more of his body language when he was here. But if they're going to listen to all this crap and they're not going to come here, Chris, the only thing I'm saying is, Chris, the only thing I'm saying is this: I'm I'm not, I I don't know who's telling the truth, who's not. I, you know, everybody's trying to promote their shows. That's why we're the real deal. 
New England feel because they, these people just make up and spew stuff to, 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 to try to get people to listen. Oh, they to go back and forth right? on it. They go back and forth. They're all full of beans. And, you know, I, I would say a couple of other choice words, right? They're, they're full of it, right? They're, they, half of them don't even know what they're talking about, Chris. I'm listening to these guys. They're on, they're on the radio and they, they don't even understand. They, they can't even break down a game that they're saying stuff that isn't even technically true. They don't even understand the sport, but yet they're on these channels, right? Well, Mark, and and, and with and with my and thing with, is this, Chris. My, we're my two minutes. This, we're though, two Chris, minutes to break. Of all of the, uh, but listen, the optics of all of this is this: you don't hear. This is my and and this is my one thing I'll say. You don't hear anybody say they want to come here. Yeah, like there's always rumors of oh, this guy's real interested in New England. This guy, nobody is interested. In coming here this year, nobody. So what? I I don't know what that reason is. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it's because of Belichick. I'll I'll play the game. I, mean, and I, say, I, I don't is. know. I don't know what yeah. it is. All right. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna play the game. I don't know why it is. All I know is, it doesn't seem like you're gonna get anybody to come here. And and we'll wait a couple of months and see if it's true. But you don't hear anybody mention that we want to go play in New England anymore. And well, Mark, that, that's all I'm saying. That's what, it. What also speaks volumes too. If you start talking about what the players are hearing and what they're seeing and so on, we're the crafts, Mark. Where the hell are the crafts? You haven't heard a thing coming out of that organ that that ownership group. Nothing. They've said nothing about any of this that's going on. You, you, their silence is deafening to me. Number one and number two, where are the former players? These are guys you mentioned. Where's Brewski? Where's where's McGinnis? Okay, where's Harrison? Where are these guys? Where, you know, where's Seymour? Where's Ty Law? Where are these guys that that bought into this program, like you said? And they don't have anything to say about this right now. Nobody's coming to bat for this organization. They all have the red jackets on. They're all in the Patriots Hall of Fame. They all owe their careers Chris, to this guy. Chris at, the, Chris, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the players stick together. Yeah. Mark, you're right. You're absolutely right. But you know what? I think I think this may spell the end of time, the end of days for Bill Belichick. I, 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 I'm with you. I think it is. When we come back, we want to break down the Super Bowl. We have two teams still playing right now, and uh, the Chiefs and the Bucks. And this should this conversation with Mark and I should get very very interesting on what we think will happen. Our predictions, our breakdown, right after this. that time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20 plus years experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Corso Law Group. Back in with more Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel, Mark. So we have a game that's coming up this Sunday. That's a rather big game um, in the NFL. It is the Super Bowl. New England is not in it. It's a little, uh, you know, that's, uh, I think that's something we're going to have to get used to saying unfortunately, uh, for the next few years. But we have the Chiefs. We have the Bucks. Bucks are home. 
first team to ever play home in a Super Bowl. And so what I want to do is I want to go through, you know, talk about these two teams. So when, when we break down, Mark, when we break down the Chiefs, I mean, let's talk about the away team first, the, the team coming into town. Um, and I think, I don't, th- I mean, be- before we break it down, we'll talk about this home field advantage. The fact that that Buffalo, uh, Buffalo, Tampa Bay is playing in their home stadium for the first Super Bowl team to ever do it. But does it make that much of a difference because of COVID? There's no media, there's no media, uh, there's no radio row, there's no two weeks of, of festivities, there's no NFL experience, you know, there's no players sitting down with each other or, uh, in the media in a big hall or a big convention center. They're coming in, I believe, what, Friday, Mark? They're coming in on Friday come, like a normal week. They're coming in like a normal week, yep. So is it really, is it going to have an effect, a really an effect like it would in normal years, the fact that they're, you know, they're the first team. I don't think so because I don't think they can have that many fans anyways, Chris. And and then because of the, the, because of the limited amount of fans they're going to have there, the Super Bowls, they give tickets to their corporate people. Obviously they're still going to get their tickets. Right. And and I know they got the the healthcare providers that they're they're providing tickets to healthcare providers all over the country for the first responders for what they've done because of COVID, which is great. So, so you're right, Chris, to, to answer your question, I don't know how much of a difference it's really going to make. Yeah, okay. Other than the fact you're, you're home with your family and you're in your own house, maybe. But I think Kansas City is so used to going on the road. It's just it's it's, it's another road game for them. It's not it it doesn't. It's not even going to feel like the Super Bowl, like you said, Chris. There's going to be you know you're just going in and you're playing another game. I've been to Super Bowls, okay, and I can tell you this in a no, in a normal year, okay, um, where you have all the things I described just described in a normal year. What you have in the stadium is the odd. It's it's just odd. You know, you and I have been to plenty of games in New England and around the country um, to understand what that home crowd is like. You know, the Super Bowl is nothing like that. I mean, you have you see that one of the problems is the fans are spread out. They try to group them together, but it, it's fairly spread. I mean, I I was at the I don't even want to I don't even want to mention that year, but I was at that game. And there were Giants fans, you know, here and there and Patriots fans here and there. And, and, you know, the way all that hoopla that happens at the beginning of the game where, you know, the flags go up, the teams come out, there's music, noise, all this. It's not like that in the stadium. In the stadium, it's a very drab, dull sort of intro to the game. And so it's not loud. You don't have that piercing loud. You know, the, the players aren't dealing with that. And they're certainly not dealing with it this week. For sure. So I, I, yeah, I'm with you. I don't think it's much of a deal. But, Mark, breaking down the Chiefs, I mean, is there is there a way they lose this game? I mean, it, it, you know, I know – I mean, get into it, Mark. There we go. Offensively, Chris, let me ask you this. So the first time Tampa Bay played them, right, it was, you know, obviously at Tampa. But the first time they played them, Tampa decides that they're going to – try to play them man man to man and they yeah. played mostly man to man defense <laughs> bowls decided for whatever reason that's what his his scheme was going to be and I, I don't quite understand what that was about and Tariq Hill had 200 he had Hill had 200 yards at halftime in the game yeah so you're you're a defensive coordinator yeah what do you do against this particular team obviously you're not coming out playing man to man right so so what what are you going to do to 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 slow this offense down 
Yeah, listen, and, and let me preface this. I mean, what by do you saying, do? Yeah, what scheme do you come up with? You're the you're the defensive coordinator. What are you coming up with? Yeah, let, let me preface this by saying, look, I'm not a pro. I'm not a pro coach, and I'm sure that you know. I'm sure Todd Bowles. I know Todd Bowles is what he's forgotten about football. I've probably yet to learn. Okay, but if it were me, and I and I watched New England do this um, several times, and be able to try to and if, for long stretches of games control that offense. You know, um, basically what, what, what I would do, you can play man. Okay. But it's got to be disguised, man. It's got to be, it can't be man across the board. So when, when those, when, when, if you're, if you're, if you're Tampa, okay. And if you have the personnel to do this, you come with a zero look. And what I mean by a zero look is you take your linebackers, you take your safeties, you, you, you take your corners, you press them up real close to the receivers and you bring your whole front at the line of scrimmage, everybody's in a gap. Everybody's close to the line of scrimmage. There's nobody back. Every it's 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 difficult, and Mahomes has had difficulty reading that. Okay, pre-snap, trying to figure out who's coming, who's dropping, who's bailing out, and who's actually coming at me, and where are they coming from? He's had trouble setting his offensive line, his protection. The offensive line has had trouble communicating on that in the past. That's how you get that team, and then on the snap or just prior to it, you bail. You got safeties bailing out into zones. You have corners playing on bail technique, which means they're just turning and going to protect the, the, the nine routes or the, those, those goal routes that are straight up the field. And then you have the safeties dropping into their cover two, so you can deal with those crossers and, and, and you can trade them off and pick one up where, where he, Hill comes across the field on those big, those long crosser routes that take a long time to develop. And he, and it's dished off to that second, that safety on that side where you're ha- and you're also having another, another defensive back playing underneath him. So you're playing man on, on the guy, but you're also playing zone over the top of him. Okay. And the problem that Kansas city has is the receivers can't get a grip on the, when they come to the line as to what they're seeing with coverage. So that communication you're having with the, with the quarterback, all that pre-snap communication and those looks and the little cadence they give, um, where you have certain option routes where Tyreek Hill will come to the line and he'll have two routes he can possibly run there. It's hard to gain what's going on when you have that type of defense in front of you. And that's, and you disguise, you mix it up. You mix it up with some zone over the top, some man underneath. Sometimes you drop them off and you play that a straight zone, depending on the down, the distance, the situation and the game, how much time is on the clock, where you are in the game, second half, first half, going to half. So that's how you that's how you defense that team. The problem is, see, New England was able to do those things because they built their team. They built their defense to stop that team. That secondary was built, which is why they look good every single time they play Kansas City. And and the defense looks pretty damn good because they built that secondary and they built that team to stop them. The question becomes the bigger question is. Does Tampa have that type of defense to stop them? Because I know the two safeties weren't they don't they go out in the uh in the Green Bay game and they yeah, they, 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 they had some problems. Up. They they'll probably play, but they're banged up. They're not hundred percent. I mean, what's that's that's the glaring weakness of that defense is the secondary. The secondary, yeah. So unless their friends, you're getting their, pr- their linebackers are excellent. They can cut they can they, they they run all over the place. They got a good defensive line. Is yeah. that enough though, Chris? Is a good defensive line and good linebackers in a secondary that's maybe average to below average. Is that good enough to beat this team? 
It depends and you, on and you shut this team down with that type of a defense. I don't know. It, it depends on what how you're doing it. You know, yeah. I mean, if you have pressure packages from your defensive line where the defensive ends, uh, you know, I watch the defensive ends and the defensive tackles are twisting, okay, where the pressure's coming from the outside and it's containing him, yet he's getting people in his face and Mahomes can't roll, he can't get out of the pocket. Yeah, then you can be successful. You can protect your secondary doing that, you know, where Mahomes is lethal when he gets out. When he gets out and he throws back across his body, and that's what Kelsey makes a living. That's where he makes his whole career now. I mean, freaking Kelsey, Kelsey's career is extended. We talked about this last week based on what Mahomes does for him. So if you can't keep him in the pocket, you're screwed. I mean, that's that's really what it amounts to. I mean, you talked about the turf toe with him, you know. Well, the turf toe is the only thing that, that could hurt is, is if he cannot move around back there like he typically does, right? I mean, granted, he's had two weeks to rest it. You know they're going to shoot that toe up. So you got to figure they'll take care of the toe after if they're going to do surgery after the you know after the Super Bowl is over. But if 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 he can't run around back there, Chris, and he's stuck in the pocket because he really didn't run around in that Buffalo game. If you he had a couple of openings where he could have ran for fifteen or twenty yards, and he decided to either throw the ball away or he he did not he was not running in that game. Um, so I, I think that's going to become an issue too. Is he capable of running out of there? Because he may have to. Because Tampa Bay uh, yeah. can get pressure on the quarterback. I mean, they they gave Rod, they sacked Rodgers like five times. Yeah, Pierre Paul was 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 doing well with that. But Rodgers yeah. Rodgers is not Mahomes. He doesn't he doesn't have that ability that Mahomes that Mahomes has. So no, I I agree with you. The question becomes, can you do it? I mean, and, and you know what? <laughs> Don't tell me all the talk about Tom Brady and and right now we're going to get you know we're going to get into the Bucks offense and and in turn talk about the Kansas City defense, but. Don't tell me right now that the world champions and Kansas City are the world champions right now, okay? That they're not pissed off right now. This this Tom Brady talk, that's all it is. It's all about Brady and his certain his quest for seven. I mean, that's all you see, that's all you hear. You hear very, very little coming out of Kansas City. And don't think for one second that's not pissing them off. Hey, we're the world champions. We're coming into town. We're gonna be playing. Our offense is unstoppable. Yeah, that kind of chip. New England made a living on that kind of chip. Yeah, and you're right, Chris. And Kansas City is coming in with that kind of a chip, a huge chip. So there's, you, there's a possibility where they can blow them out of the water. And before you know it, you're facing a 2-3 score deficit, meaning the Bucks are, and it's just something you can't come back from at that and point. I know, and I know Brady's come back from that in the past, in, in, obviously against Atlanta, right? But against, I mean, he has this, the person, I, but against this team, I just don't think you get behind by that many points and come back against Mahomes. I, well, okay. I just don't think you can. So then let's let so let's kick it to the other side of the ball now. Okay. Let, let, let's talk about um or the other team. Let's talk about the Bucks. So on offense. So Mark, what you know, okay, it's Tom Brady. Okay, we get it. I mean, Tom Brady is right now, there's no better pre-snap quarterback in football than this guy. And it probably never has been. I mean, Manning was real good at it, real good at. They're the two best but, ever. But, but Brady, Brady's great at pre-snap, post-snap. I mean, he, you know, he, what he's seeing out there, again, there's nothing he hasn't seen. There just isn't. So we know what we're going to get from Brady. Now the question becomes, is the supporting cast, is his offensive line, can they, can they do what they need to do to protect him? Because, Mark, what, what, what do you think Tampa's going to have to score to win this game? They're going to have to put up close to 40 points. It's gonna. Okay. It's gonna take. I. I the, the, it's gonna take between thirty 
five to forty. I would say four. I, I'm going to say Kansas City scoring at least high thirties in this game. I'll be shocked if it, it, this game isn't high thirties. Kansas City puts on the board. Shocked. So, so the, now the and maybe I'm is, completely wrong, but that, that's what I think. I mean, they certainly have enough talent at receiver, tight end, running back. But I could say I could tell you this: if if this turns into a if this turns into a shootout, I don't think that's a game Brady can win. They're going to have to run the ball. They're going to have to run the ball, Mark. And they've course, done it. They've become, run the ball it, well. Does it, over does the, it become an old-fashioned New England game? Does he? Does the offensive coordinator Tom, Tom Brady, the offensive coordinator? Yeah. We're, we're running the ball 45 times between Jones and Fournette, and if we can run it, if we get pick up five five yards of carry, we're gonna have the ball for 30 minutes like they used to do against Peyton Manning in New England, and you you don't have enough time to score 40 points. Yeah, they play keep away. It's yeah. possible. The only problem with playing keep away with Kansas City is they can score so quick, right. two three plays, they're in. I mean, they 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 have that ability to to score and boom, you know. Okay, so so. What is what is the so let's let's look at let's talk about it then. So Kansas City defensively, Chris, is what an average team? Would you say like I, Yeah, I mean they they've been playing yeah. better. You know, they've been playing better of late. I mean, I you know, I I think the secondary again there is you know, is suspect. I don't I don't think they're as good. They've gotten good some good play out of the defensive front. Their linebackers are playing better. Um mm-hmm. do I think they can cover the tight end? I do. I do I think they'll have some success covering the tight end. We'll be able – we'll, you know, a lot of this is going to hinge on Godwin. You know, how, how good of a game can that guy have doing the dirty work in the middle, in the middle of the field? Yeah. Because you're going to have Evans Evans and Brown on the edges and the outside. I mean, they, they, Now, Brown's they, not going to be 100% healthy. I believe he'll no. play, but I think his knee is, is – he's not going to be 100%. No. And Evans, you know, let me tell you, it's a, it's a Super Bowl and he shouldn't check out. But let's not forget, this guy, this guy showed signs of disgruntled behavior – all season long, you know, and in a game like this, you get down a little bit you're, against a team like Kansas City, you're cooked. I mean, you're yeah. just cooked. That's it. And so, you know, you got that to deal with. I mean, none of these guys have any experience doing this. They don't have any experience in this game. Brady's got it. And if he can impart that, including the coaches, the coaches, the players, and I don't know if Arians was part of the um, Pittsburgh Super Bowl. I'm not, I'm not sure if he was a coach there. When that yeah, happened, but still, that's uh, you know he can't remember that Darth Vader with the thing on his chest and the wires coming all out of it. That's what he looks like. He looks like Darth Vader with the mask and the freaking Chris and, listen, and, the, and listen. the thing on his chest so, at the buttons and. So we've talked about this, right? You and I. At some point. Yeah. At some point, it's the Super Bowl. Even the Super Bowl against the Rams. They were when they were mic'd up on the sidelines when the NFL Network mic'd these guys up. NFL Films. You heard Brady talking to McDaniel to Belichick about a couple of decisions. You know, what do we want to do here? Do we want to kick a field goal? What like I just at some point in a Super Bowl, you're gonna need a coach to do something to help you. He's gotten away with it so far. Don't get me wrong, he's beating Breeze, he's beating Rodgers, you've beaten Hall of Fame quarterbacks. You're gonna have to be the third Hall of Fame quarterback. Because Mahomes will eventually end up in the Hall of Fame, where assuming. But none right? of those offenses were like this. No, none of those offenses were like this. So, Mike, but but at some point, Chris, can you make this run and win this thing 
and you really have a let, let's face it, you call them Darth Vader. I, I've been calling him a cartoon character. He's like he's like DC Comics, right? He's one of those. I'm a Marvel guy. He's Marvel Comics, right? That's what he is. He's one of the characters in a Marvel comic book. Marvel, but, Mark. Marvel, 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 Marvel Comics. Marvel. I don't like Marvel. Marvel. Listen. <laughs> Sounds like the last name. Like listen, like he, he like Spider Man. Like listen, Bill Spider Man. Marvel. Listen, at some point, Chris. The guy, the guy has like, can you win with him as your coach? Does he, I, I, listen, does I he make it through this run without? You don't think Andy Reid is going to come up with something to say? Okay, you haven't seen this. We're going to make a. We're going to come out and do this. Adjust. Who's adjusting? Well, that's the I problem. Guess, I guess Bowles can adjust. I guess. Yeah. And Joe, be prepared because we're going over. So, listen. Hey, look, I agree. You know, Andy Reid is going to outcoach. He's going to outcoach Arians. There's no question, and it's going to happen from the offensive side of Kansas City to the defensive side of the Bucks. Because if one thing that Kansas City does, and I don't know if they get enough credit for it, is the 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 the, the plethora of formations that they throw at you. Hill Tyreek Hill is lined up in the backfield. He's lined up in the slot. He's lined up as the X on the outside. You know, he's lined up like towards the line of scrimmage. You know, as a running back, he's going in motion behind Mahomes, in front of Mahomes. There's just they're, they're bunched to one side at times. They they just present so many different looks, and and, and Andy Reid is part of that. I mean, he you talked about this this week. His as it relates to Belichick, and and we just talked about Belichick not being able to adjust to the modern player. Yeah. Is a guy. Right? He reinvented it, himself. He came to Kansas City and he reinvented himself, Chris. He, he everyone said he couldn't win the big one. He, he you know, he, he what he did in in Philadelphia, Chris. It was screen passes, versions of the the, the West Coast offense. He West came Brook, to Kansas. Yeah. He came to Kansas City, Chris, and he, he reinvented himself. He he, well, he he the system is different. Everything he does, he just reinvented himself. Not only in that, he he reinvented himself in player personnel and the guys that he's bringing on this team. Speed, speed, athletes, speed. He recognized where the game's going, what's happening with the game, and you can't you can't give Andy Reid enough credit right now. And and yeah, I mean, if you're if you're comparing coaching in this game, there's no comparison in my so book. Chris, so Chris, on the offensive side of the ball, what? So you're but saying Tampa think- to win this thing, Tampa Bay's gonna have to run the ball. I think they're going to have to control the clock, run the ball. I mean, it's the only chance you have. I think on the defensive side, they're going to have to show some of that zero look. They're going to have to confuse Mahomes a little bit and keep him in the pocket. I mean, that's the way to win this game. But, Mark, the question – here's the thing. Does – does – does – I just can't – and we haven't we're – we're going to pick the games right now. I cannot bet against this guy. I just can't – I can't bring myself to bet so against Chris, Brady. And every so time you Chris, do it – he beats you 28 to 3, 28 to 3 at the end of the third quarter against Atlanta, and boom, here they come. Chris, listen, yeah, I mean, at some point, I have to believe, we and with much less this. talent than this team's got, oh, much less talent than this team. We, we talked about this, Chris, yesterday when we were talking, and I said to you, I gotta think before this game, Brady goes into the locker room and tells the defense, Listen, guys, get me into the fourth quarter, keep me within seven. And I'll bring this home with a ring. Get me within seven in the fourth quarter, and I'll win this thing for you. You have to believe if he tells those guys that they're gonna bust through the door, and they're gonna want they're, they're gonna say to themselves, "This guy can do it." If we can keep them within seven, we'll win this thing. So you and 
the thing with him, Chris, is the entire team believes it. They, yeah. I mean, the guy, you know what I mean? He's, he, they believe it. If he walks in there and says, you guys keep me within seven in the fourth quarter and I'll win this thing for you, how do you not believe the guy? Yeah. Well, he's, he's, he's shown it time and time and time yeah. again. You know, 10. He's been in 10 Super Bowls, won six of them. Come on. So, yeah, that, that's why I have a hard time picking. Look, I, the way I look at it is like this. And we'll do the, we're going to give the picks right now. Okay, Joe is screaming. And at as you a right fan, now. We're as over. The, but listen, <laughs> go ahead. You you go first, Chris. Here's 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 what I think. Okay, and I'm not, I'm 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 going to pick a team. But oh, you got to pick a team. I'm going to pick on. a team. I'm going to pick a team. Will you relax for a minute again with the caffeine, this guy? So listen, it's going to be one of two scenarios, though. Kansas City is either going to blow them out of the water, or Tampa Bay is going to win a tight game. That's that to me is how this is going to go. Like you say, under seven points, Brady's going to get this win. I can't pick against Brady. I can't do it. I won't do it. I will not do it. My history, my time with it, it, my, my years behind watching this situation and watching this man play. I can't pick against this player. Yeah. I do think he's going to take the whole team on his shoulder. And I think he's going to take the, like he's been doing all season long, the coaching, whatever. I don't care. He threw three interceptions in the second and a half last week. Who cares? But because he figured out a way to win the game. I will say that if he throws if he throws two picks in this game, yeah, there is no way. You can't turn you cannot turn the ball over against Kansas City. You can't do it. But if he plays a clean game, okay? He plays a clean game and they're smart about how they're running their offense, okay? And he can remember back to 03 and 04 when they needed to do that, what they needed to do to win, like you said. I can't pick against Brady. I take Tampa in a tight game under 3 and under. Three and under win, uh, three point or under win for Tampa. And that brings it home. And that will spell, that will spell the end of Bill Belichick in New England because the ripple effect that's going to have, he, some saving grace Belichick will have here is if Brady loses this game. Because if he loses the game, then people can say, well, yeah, Brady can get them there, but Belichick takes them home. He yeah. gets them home. All right. Yeah, I agree. What what say you? All right, well, just like in the old the Brady Belichick battle all season long, I'm going to go the opposite direction. I'm going to choose the side of Belichick, and I'm going to tell you why. So, before I give you my answer, I'm going to give you. I know Joe's ready to rip the equipment off our heads because we're way over. I'm going to give you a thirty second. Two, I promised you. Why the New England Patriots lost the 2007 Super Bowl? And Chris made a little bit of a reference to it earlier. He said he's been to a Super Bowl. We were undefeated. And for any of you that know Chris oh. and I, we have a ritual every single time the Patriots play that he does, that I do. We're you know, you're going to do this tonight. I'm going to huh? do it. You're going to throw it. You, you've been waiting, you've been waiting for 13 years to bring this home, haven't I'm gonna you? I'm going to do it. I'm going to yeah. do it. There's a ritual we have. We both have this chairs we sit in, there's phone calls we make, everything we do, and we speak to nobody during a game except each other. And that's it. And God forbid. How many you years have we been doing quit. that? Eight, I don't know, 30 years, maybe longer. Who knows? We were, I think I had my binky in my mouth. But anyways, so now this fool, because the game's in Arizona, You're decides about he's going to go to the Super Bowl, this fool. <laughs> Him. He says, I'm going. I said, no, you're not. He said, I'm going. I said, Chris, we're undefeated. You can't, you gotta, you can't change any routine because, of course, we're, we're both crazy. 
He said, no, 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 we're going to win this. I want to be there when we go undefeated. I said, okay. Well, I mean, I had can't. a conversation with you. You had every you had every opportunity to tell me under no circumstances do you go. You, you know what he Listen. actually told me? You know what he actually told me? I'll tell you what he, what he said. He said to me, if 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 you go to this game, if you go to this game, and I'm going to say this on the radio, I don't care. If you go to this game and they lose this game, I, I'm going to I'm going to stab you. He said, he said, I'm going to come out to Arizona and I'm going to stab you. He said, that's it. He said, because it will be your fault and your fault alone. And listen, I've been I've been carrying that around for 13 years right now. Yeah. OK, so Chris is the reason why we're not undefeated. For OK, Patriot so, Mark, so, you know. so anyway, so, Mark, so that's out of the way. I, got, I had to get that out. All right. So Mark, so Mark the, got Kansas City. Well, how do you think it's going to be? No, so here's what quickly, I think. Chris, here's what I here's what I think quickly. I'm going to I, I as a Patriot fan. I'm listen. I'm rooting for Brady Sunday. I'm going to root for him and I'm going to root for the Bucks. I'm going to root for Brady. But as a football analyst, I, I've been saying it since September. I cannot go against what I've been saying since September. I'd be a hypocrite if I go against it. Kansas City flips the switch. They're going to flip the switch again. And I and, and what you said, Chris, is a thousand percent right. This team has been, no one's talked about them. This is the least talk about Super Bowl champion in history. They're going for a repeat. Nobody's talking about them. The entire country is talking about Tom Brady. They're going to come out of the gates and Mahomes is going to light the place up. He's going to light that team up. And I'm going to tell you something. This is finally going to happen where Brady's going to turn around on the sidelines and say, shit, where's Bill? No Josh. I guess it's just me. I got to make it. What the hell's going on over here? We're getting our ass kicked. And there's nobody. There's nobody to pull a huddle together, a defense together and with a chalkboard and draw a play up. This is what you got to do. Like we've seen Belichick do 30, 20, 40, 50 times over the last 20 years. Sunday, it's going to be the revenge of in Bill we trust. I take the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, okay. And you know what, Mark, though? And that's the I, only right. reason I'm doing it, you, Chris. That, that's why I'm doing it. But but I'm going to root for you, Brady, but I'm telling you, Kansas City's going to beat them. You know what, Mark? I'm uh, The Tampa's going to win this game for no other reason than little Olivia picked them. That's it. Okay. She picked, the, she picked the Tampa Bay, and I'm going with her. That's it. So, uh, Mark, you know what? Those were our final thoughts of the day of today. Um, you know, ne next week, Mark, we're going to get more into, um, and we apologize to our sponsors. I'm not going to that last break, but we are over on time. Um, Mark, next week, next week's show, we're going to get into the Bruins a little bit. We're going to get into some of the, uh, baseball, uh, some of the things yes. that the Yankees are doing, the Red Sox are doing just spring Dustin trains come, spring trains coming, spring trains spring coming train. up. Pedroia retired this week uh, with a long career, good career, uh, championship career with the Boston Red Sox. So congratulations to him on a fantastic career. Um, we're going to get into Bruins. We're going to get into, uh, as I said, baseball. We want to talk more Celtics. And then we're going to break down uh, the Super Bowl. We're going to break down the Super Bowl. And we're going to talk about how wrong Mark actually was. Okay. And you can call in, chat in, and let him know how wrong he was and, and, and the fact that he just can't pick a game to save his life. So next week, 7 p.m. Eastern Tuesday, we will come live to you. Mark, some people to thank, as always, tonight. Um, Want to thank the good people over at Special Sauce Podcast, the uh, people over at JAG Media Productions, Corso Law Group, Arizona's leading criminal law firm. Allow us to be your voice. The great people over at Studio 42 Designs, 
and Mountain View Home Watch and Security, Scottsdale's leading private home and security firm. We also want to thank our longtime producer and director. That's how I always introduce him because that's who he is, Joe Guaneri. Joe, uh, we drove you a little crazy tonight, so you know we're sorry for that. One of these days, you guys are gonna <laughs> he'll come on the air and let us have it for sure, and you'll be able to hear that. Uh, again, tune in next week, 7 p.m. Eastern, uh, Tuesday night. Joe will have us up on YouTube all week long. You can come back, listen to the show again. Uh, for Mark Cartone, I'm Chris Corso. So long, everybody. Enjoy the game.